There are so many podcasts in the world, and not enough time to listen to them. Some sound professionally made, some sound like a hot mess, and some just sound made up. On our show, we invite a guest to bring a lesser-known podcast they've recently been listening to. But here's the catch. It doesn't exist. We use this information as the suggestion for an improv show. And in the editing room, we make the improvised podcast sound as real as possible. And that's how it works. This is Made Up Talk Show. Hey, welcome back to Made Up Talk Show. I'm with Jessica Coyle. Beep, 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 robot, or is it a robot? You got to do the co-hosting duties. Did you order a robot on Amazon? Did you give Jeff Bezos your money? Am I now a robot? Beep, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop. This robot didn't even intro me. Richard Christoforski and your own personal robot, Jessica Coyle, what are my services? None. You pay me, I sit in the corner. Wow, that is a, I really got shafted on buying this robot. <laughs> I don't clean, I don't cook, but let me tell you how I got this ring of uh, silicone. <laughs> it's a reference to WAP. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I, w- I would really like a robot friend or assistant. Oh my gosh, me too. Are you kidding me to clean up that guinea pig caca? Oh my gosh, number one, A1 task. Uh, Jessica, what are your two-sentence life update before we get too far into the robot weeds? <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I had this as starting at 7.30, so I was doing grocery shopping at the time of beginning, number one. Uh, number two, I sure did skedaddle back. Mm, at the there time of beginning. <laughs> at the time of the, in the great beginning of time and this podcast, I was buying a halal chicken. I don't like to buy can't, halal because they can't, cut can't, the don't back. Go, can't go okay, too, sorry. Too much update. details. Too much too detail. Can't, we don't uh, your time. two sentence life update, please, Richard. Uh, my two sentence life update. Uh, things are going good. That's a, mm-hmm, that's, that's mm-hmm. one. And one. Uh, ate, ate a bunch of snacks for dinner. <laughs> Oh, wow. That sounds nice. I would love to know what kind of snacks. Was it goldfish, Swedish fish, uh, sardine fish? I cannot ask because... Because we have guests. Who do 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 Jimmy Umandek and Anthony McAuliffe. They're here. The red it move and have some fun with us. Now, did I get it right? Did I get the answer? You totally did. Nailed it. Oh, my gosh. I saw them on the tip of Richard's tongue, but I was like, I have it written down (laughs) and I want to say it. That's 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 a very Jessica Coyle thing. I do. I've, I I do. I roll over. I'm I'm not a steam roller, but I am a roller who has steam. Um, these two uh gents, chaps, Jolly B Daniels are uh, two podcasters, fellow podcasters who have a fantastic podcast called uh, Cripple Threat, and it is a really interesting movie review podcast. And I have watched some movies as a result of it, and I just find you guys chuckle hilarious that's awesome thank you thank you that's it's hard (laughs) to live up to that but that's that's awesome it's easy to live down to that it's really easy to live down think about it that way that that's the award you've been giving chuckle hilarious it's an official hilarious i was gonna say chuckle fuckers (laughs) 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 then i think i think that means someone who has sex with comedians and i don't know your private lives that one seems even harder to live up to to be honest (laughs) (laughs) i've never heard that phrase chuckle fuckers but it makes perfect sense 
Well, congratulations. Congratulations. You're walking away with a brand new phrase. That's what we hope to do here at Made Up Talk Show. Uh, folks, if you have any phrases you'd like to give us so we can give to other people, madeuptalkshow at gmail.com. So we had to get in touch. Uh, send your rare phrases to us and we will use them in context with our guests. Uh, how so, did, okay, how about, Jessica. I'm so sorry, Richard. I was going to ask how you got started in this, which I assume is a similar question to one you were going to ask, Richard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell us about uh, the where the idea of your podcast came from. Um, okay, I'll take this one, and Anthony can take over if I butcher it. But um, basically, uh, Anthony and I have been really uh, good friends uh, since early university, like circa 2010 or 11. And um, when the pandemic hit... Uh, we were both quite isolated and, and frustrated and kind of concerned for one another. So we reached out. Um, I had moved back to my hometown at the time. So it had been quite a while since we'd really talked. Um, and uh, we figured <clears throat> we realized how much we missed each other that when we had several Aww. Zoom meetings together. And there's a lot of chemistry and a lot of laughs. And um Anthony has always been sort of on my case for uh, my painful reception of uh, films that feature disabled (laughs) characters. Like he thinks my attitude toward them is generally poor or in need of some kind of reevaluation. So he was like, dude, we should watch these movies together and you can vent your frustration and then I can critique you. And so, oh. yeah, so, so we're like, that, that sounds like a great idea. And this is definitely something that I've always wanted to do, but I, I, I never really quite had the courage without, you know, a good friend to like push me in that direction. So it's been a very fun exercise, like super, mm. super awesome experiment for us. Mm. Be, being critiqued by Anthony is something <laughs> yeah. you've always wanted to do. It's my favorite thing ever, to be honest. Okay. Okay. That's he does ride your ass, I would say. There are many moments where I feel like there is a there is a cheerful, friendly negging that Absolutely. happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely have to take some onus for that. It's also like <laughs> uh, Jamie is so good at breaking down like what makes a movie good or bad. And I'm not. I just watch movies and afterwards I'm like, yeah, that was fun. Or eh, it was okay. <laughs> And that's my review. So I wouldn't be able to do it without Jamie. But then um, I do think, you know, like I, we have different disability experiences. And um, for whatever reasons, mine sort of pl- like plunged me into disability a bit more, I think. And so I'm, it was easier for me to, to look at disability movies. And I think at the beginning, it was a little bit harder for Jamie to, see them and you know see different things happening and then we now that we've been doing it so long i think uh now sometimes jamie will like a movie more than i do so that's (laughs) Mm. always fun uh i feel like you two have definitely influenced the way i have watched these films like i tried to watch i care a lot but i knew what was going to happen because of the way two talked Mm -hmm. about it and i was like i can't watch it anymore so I, i turned it off I was like, oh, no, I just, I just, I, and I, and I've heard other people talk about how they like it, but I was like, well, what about the missed opportunity to talk about this systemic problem of, of executorship? And I was like, okay. (laughs) But you you two have such a unique insight, and I have just really enjoyed hearing your perspective about movies uh, from, from, from just such a, and and I think, I think both of you have a really good and useful take. Yeah. Hopefully between the two of us, there's like a happy, uh, balanced, uh, 
objective sort of opinion of these films and maybe like some ideas as to how to improve them or you know create better cinema involving disability yeah i mean like we we talk a lot about how we're you know trying to destigmatize disability in film and make it better and all this but at the end of the day we also talk a lot about just like how pooping happens when you're disabled it's not mm-hmm. very uh serious in in any sense of the word like some of the stuff we talk about we're like I'm still surprised that people even listen to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I've, I've definitely found a new love for Julie Human because of the two of you and your uh, s- star worship of her. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we recently got followed by the director of Crip Camp, and like that on social was, media, yeah. right? Not like not like oh, no, 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 yeah. He's, behind he's, you, he's in the other room right now, yeah. just. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, <laughs> and just making sure I'm doing good. He's sending me text updates every time I say something wrong. I uh, know. Yeah, so. <laughs> sounds like that director is being your Anthony. Anthony, yeah. writing oh. your ass to make sure you do this podcast correctly. So it's a podcast within a podcast inception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. It, it'll it'll evolve. They'll find someone to ride them and someone to ride them. It, mm-hmm. It's the way the world works. <laughs> right. Just all kind of like circles around that way. Uh, so it sounds like you watch a lot of films. Are you are you also listening to other? uh podcasts that you enjoy how else do you like to to unwind or relax i like a lot of really trashy like true crime podcasts so i Mm -hmm. listen to a white collar uh criminal podcast called swindled i think it's mostly because i find the the host's voice like oddly satisfying and like uh creepy and then i also listen to um oh what's it called uh crime junkies and then for something kind of uh, uh, intellectually stimulating, I guess, uh, I, I really like Chapo Trap House. Chapo Trap House? Yeah. What is That's that? Like, it, it's like a bunch of dudes uh, in, in New York who have a bunch of opinions about the current state of the world. And so they kind of sit around and talk about, uh, they call themselves uh, the dirtbag left. And like, I didn't take poli sci in university and I was never really a world issues type of guy, but they have a bunch of like uh, pop cultural takes on things that are super refreshing. So I love listening to them and they make me feel smart. I I think it's important (laughs) Mm. to feel smart, especially if you're not particularly you know, smart in real life. <laughs> self neg. You don't even need Anthony over here. You're 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 over here negging yourself. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> this idiot over here. Uh, how about you? Uh, J- uh, how about you, Anthony? Are you listening to any podcasts these days? Uh, I listen to trash podcasts a lot, mm. like uh, comedy ones. I like Your Mom's House. That's a comedy podcast with uh, comedian Tom Segura and his wife Christina P, who's also a comedian. Uh, and then like tiger belly, just like, just like junk food for my ears. Those are the kinds of podcasts I listen to. Is tiger belly the one with uh, Bert Kreischer? No, tiger belly is, um, oh, what's his name? The guy from Mad Men, uh, Bobby Lee. I feel like you two should be repping Canadian podcasts. Are any of these Canadian? I don't think they are. <laughs> That's oh, a that's Canada. a really good point. There is one Canadian true crime podcast. Just one. That well, it's <laughs> there must be. It's called Canadian True Crime, and it's hosted okay creative. by Christy Lee. The thing is, her voice is very like 
uh, robotic, and like she helps me fall asleep. So I've never listened to a full episode. Maybe Canadians are just living up to the stereotype of being so nice that there's no true crime to happen up here. (laughs) It's just like polar bears saying excuse me to one another. Right, exactly. (laughs) All right, I would watch that and I would listen to that. Yeah, I would. I would totally subscribe to that (laughs) podcast. Um, And uh, you were saying you're telling us off air that there's one that you just started listening to a less listened to podcast. Tell us about that one. Yeah, so it's called uh, Secret Screeners. Um, oh. And uh, it's actually, it's uh, two dudes who um, intercepted a bunch of uh, DVD screeners from a pretentious film festival that actually mm. didn't occur because of, uh, <laughs> because of COVID. <clears throat> but anyway, these, these hosts found this like, set of movies and they're all like sequels to popular films with disabled characters um Hmm. and so oh wow that's so neat exactly right it's very odd but it's surprisingly entertaining so they kind of get together and and they review these unofficial sequels Mm. that's cool i haven't heard of this podcast jessica have you heard of this podcast no i have not i can't wait i recommend it yeah thank you yeah we're gonna take a listen to the episode you brought of secret screeners uh right now Hi everyone, you're listening to Secret Screeners. We've intercepted film screener DVDs from Canada's only film festival. We'll play clips, discuss them, and find the best of the best and the worst of the worst. This is Secret Screeners. So hey guys, uh, welcome back. Um, I'm here again with uh, my co-host Tony. As you know, my name's Jamie. We have a bunch of very interesting film sequels to review uh, with you today. I'm looking forward to this one. I found some pretty uh, pretty interesting ones that I don't think anyone was supposed to watch, to be honest. And I'm excited to go over them here. So uh, what's the name of this movie again? I always forget. It's, uh, it's called My Other Left Foot. Oh, yeah. That, that makes sense because this guy... He can only turn left, right? Right, yeah. I, I think he's based off of uh, Derek Zoolander. Um, but but again, he's played by D- uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. And the, uh, the, the requirement or, or his method acting preparation for the film was to like orthopedically uh, attach a, a second left foot to himself. To himself? To himself, yeah. Like he actually like went through the surgery and stuff. You know, there's a chance we watched a different movie. Can you just like <laughs> give me a bit of a rundown of like maybe like a pivotal scene in the movie? Uh jeez, <laughs> uh, I wish I could remember that I mean the concept is so absurd it's like kind of it left my mind immediately after watching. Yeah, let's let's play the clip then. I would love to come over there but I can't. Honey, why can't you? I, I can't. see I, the feet. I see them. I just can't make that turn. Sweetie, I'm right over here. I I've know. got the I know. I've just, got a rotisserie chicken just I, for you, babe. I can't. I can't make the turn into the kitchen. You know, you know what I had to do. <laughs> I just it's if you just did a large circle, sweetheart, my darling. It's not the same. Just, it's not please, the same. Please eat the chicken. I will not oh, be reduced God. to circles. <laughs> Look, 
If I move to your other side, will you come to me, please? That would actually resolve everything. Okay, I will. Thank I you. Love you. I so love much. you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. I love you so much. Yeah, I, I, I remember this movie now. We watched the same one. And <laughs> <laughs> it was really important that that scene. I really like how she ends up moving to his other side. That really shows, you know, caring and dedication. I bet you he faces a lot of people who just never go to his other side so he can never see them. There's another scene where he, uh, like, meets a friend at a cafe and ends up, like, venting about the fact that he has to uh, buy shoes in two pairs um, because, you know, like, he only needs two left shoes. Right. Right. Yeah, let's just play it. Hey, uh, <clears throat> I went ahead and ordered for you. I don't, can't remember if you still like uh, a macaroni salad, but I got you one. I love macaroni salad. That's not why. That's not why I brought you here. I brought you here, at, Trevor. You're a trusted friend of mine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Of course, of course. Uh, you're my favorite person. I love, I love you so much. Trevor, I need to borrow fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> I, you know, I actually wanted to see you as well because I, I was going to tell you I lost my job. I mean, I guess if it's if it's urgent enough, I could probably float you, float you my savings. But uh, it's incredibly urgent, Trevor. I, I have spent all my money on buying two pairs of shoes. I've tried to negotiate with Payless to see if I can walk away with two left shoes in a box and they just simply said, not until you bring someone in with two right feet and I went, fuck you, that's insulting. Oh, How dare uh, you? And now, uh, here I am buying shoe after shoe after shoe and you know I love shoes. I know, you're a real sneakerhead. I'm a real sneakerhead. I have the Nike app, I get the limited drops and I, I buy know. them when they come in. I, I was going to mention that... stay up all night uh, uh, waiting for those shoes. And I have to buy two of them. These shoes are $200, $400 a pop. I was going to mention that in addition to losing my job, you know, they, uh, they're going to, they're looking at repossessing my house. But if you're, if this isn't important to you and your mental health, I guess I could, I guess I could float you some money. Things are kind of tough for me right now. I also have a skin rash that's making me really nervous. Excuse me, I have a double-edged latte here for, uh, Trevor? Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's Trevor. Yeah, I'll have that. I, uh, I'm having a really hard time staying awake these days. I guess this is not your business. I don't need to tell you about this, but I haven't slept in about 72 hours trying to figure out how I'm going to live my life. Uh, but my friend over here has also got it really hard. Uh, yeah, so uh, you wanted two creams? Yeah, two creams. I'm, I'm, I haven't eaten in about, uh, I got some macaroni salad for my friend here, but I've been, uh, I've been on a strict air diet because I just, I don't know where I'm going to get the money from, but, uh, yeah, two creams, please. Oh, I'm sorry. That sounds really rough, but I'll just leave the latte here on your left. Okay. Uh, all right. Would you mind picking that up there, Trevor, please? That's perfectly fine because it's on my left, so I can grab oh, that. Great. No problem. <laughs> Perfect. Here you are. <laughs> Thanks, Red. So, Tony, uh, there was another uh, screener that we watched, but it was actually for the pilot episode of a spinoff series, like uh, from Vince Gilligan. Oh, I remember. Do you, do you I remember that one? one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, so they brought back uh, Walter White's son. You remember Walter White's son? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Played by R.J. Mitty. R.J. Mitty. That's how you say it. I used to think it was like Mitte or something. I, anyway, uh, but R.J. Mitte, he, he has cerebral palsy, right? Yeah. But the like the uh, it's like the minimal kind. It's like the kind where you can have you can be disabled and still have star power. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like it's the like, inoffensive. 
barely the inoffensive CP. kind, barely CP. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so the the spinoff series is called Breaking Bladder. Right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like R.J. Mite. He's like this, 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 like uh, this uh, kid of of a of a drug dealer, of a successful drug dealer, and he like goes around like pressuring businesses into like making their their uh, venues more accessible. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, because he always has to pee, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. He just, he, his CP is pretty. Uh, it's not very severe in that he can, you know, walk and he doesn't really affect him physically, except his bladder just seems terrible for him. Exactly. Um, so uh, there is a scene, though, like the very first scene in the pilot where he like goes to a Starbucks and he has to pee because he just drank a, a latte and it, and he just realizes that he can't use the bathroom. So he starts trying to like put pressure on the barista to like, you know, tell her boss to renovate the store. Should we just play it? Yeah, yeah, let's play it. Let's play. I don't really have that power. I don't really, I don't really, I can't leave my boss a memo like that. I don't really have that power. Uh, uh, I don't know if you know this, but um, I uh, have a lot of uh, power behind me. So you might want to rethink that. Uh Walt Jr. doesn't roll solo, so uh, if you're trying to think about your uh, what you're about to say next, you might want to keep that in mind. Just imagine that there are 20 people with large guns and bags of rocks behind me. Okay, so to you and the 20 people behind you, I don't have that power. I don't, yeah. I, there's nothing I can, I don't have that power. It sounds like that would be like a, 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 a few thousand dollar renovation. I don't think we can. We're just oh. a small little... Oh, oh! is that a problem for you? The ADA is a problem for you? The law is a problem for you? Uh, hang on a second. I'm going to grab someone. Uh, hey, uh, Matt, fire. Matt, fire uh, my, my friend who's very dangerous. Why don't you come up here for a second yeah. and uh, put some fear of God into this waitress, huh? Yo, where's this, uh, where's this ramp? We've been talking about a ramp? Yep, where's the ramp? I get paid minimum wage. Oh, I get, I get paid. If there, there's a comment box if you want to put it in the comment box. You don't get us rid of these stairs into the bathroom. You're going to be making less than minimum wage. You're going to be picking up disability checks. Listen, yeah. I, listen, I'm with you. I don't understand why our bathroom is on the fourth floor. That mm -hmm. that was my first question when working here. It was like, why is this bathroom on the fourth floor with all these stairs and then it's up one of those spider staircases mm -hmm. the spiral ones is it a spider or a spiral staircase it's a spiral staircase you dweeb look either you carry him up or he's just gonna have to pee right here on the floor in front of you yeah okay this is wow <laughs> <laughs> what why does he get so hard to get up the stairs he's carrying a lot of weight yeah <laughs> check this out I'm, All right, I'm, you have five seconds to make there be an accessible bathroom for me. That's, that's not a reasonable amount of time for that sort of thing at all. Four. All right, four, thank you. Thank you, fire. Three, two, one. La, 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 Okay, la, I'm going to have to call la, the police. La, 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 <laughs> You're urinating la, la, all over la, la, the floor. La, la, la. <laughs> oh, well, the donuts are in trouble now. Oh, well. Dana is expecting you to get in there with your... Like, imagine if you were in that movie doing one of your, like, Tony Soprano impressions. Oh, great. You want me to do Tony? <laughs> what do you want him to say? I don't got fucking time for this. Jesus Christ, Tony. You're unbelievable. 
that that is a good movie. I recommend people go watch that movie. Um, right. It's really important, you know, because if we don't make more accessible bathrooms, disabled people are just going to start peeing on the floors. And that's real. <laughs> uh, well, we got another movie here. You want to introduce this next movie? What What's the next uh, title, Tony? I'm, I'm seeing one here. Uh, I just picked it up. It's called The Count of Monte Cripple. The Count of Monte Cripple. Oh, I can't quite remember the plot of that one. How'd it go? Do you remember? I don't remember because I've actually never seen the original. Oh, you haven't seen The Count of Monte Cristo? No. Okay, so oh, the plot of this one was actually quite convoluted, if I recall. The Count of Monte Cripple. It's like basically this uh, young man uh, who lives with his parents. He has a disability. And um, his parents are kind of accusing him of being actually no no let's go back you remember how in the count of monte cristo there's this guy who gets wrongly accused of a crime and then he gets sent off to jail and his like best friend like takes his family and his wife and kids and everything and then while he's in jail he like learns how to become uh, a, a fake aristocrat and he like breaks out and then he like exacts revenge on on people you remember that yeah 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 so the count of monte cripple is like this disabled guy lives with his parents and they're like you're not really self-sufficient enough. Like you haven't really earned that many life skills or, or, or whatnot. So what we're going to do is we're going to send you off to university uh, by yourself and you're going to have to live autonomously with attendant care. And then uh, uh, while you're there, you know, maybe you'll grow up and uh, actually become an adult. And so they like send him off to university. And then when he gets there, he kind of, it's like a very insular community and it feels like kind of like a prison, you know, like, the campus is its own sort of like uh, isolated environment and whatnot. So he has to learn how to function and stuff. And then, um, and, but while he's there, he meets a whole bunch of other disabled people and they like kind of teach him the ropes, you know, like how to, how to feed himself, how to ask for help, a whole bunch of different things. And that, that is actually really cool and, and, and progressive and interesting. It's like a whole other world. And then so he leaves, he leaves uh, Carlton, you know, the, the metaphorical prison or whatever. And he, uh, and he comes back to his family and he's like, check it out, parents. Now I'm self-sufficient. And then he like buys a house and he like gets a family and he like is a real person and stuff. It's like super crowd pleasing and awesome, you know? So what was the scene in that movie that you liked? <laughs> 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 uh i really like that scene right when he gets home and his parents are there like so you need me to tie your shoes and basically he's like i figured all this out already i don't need you for anything that was a pretty short scene though he was just like <laughs> just like yo now my shoes have velcro dad and then he like puts them on and the scene ends and it's like very like uplifting you know well, i mean it, as far as i remember it went you want to just play and see if there's any more game? <laughs> sure. Yeah, let's play it. Oh, look who's back home. Look who's come back to the nest looking for mommy and daddy's help again. I can do shoes now. So shut up, mom. I, look at this. Velcro. So why don't you go ahead and stick a sock in your mouth oh. and deal. I guess you are all grown up. You've learned, <laughs> you learned everything there is about life. You know how to do shoes now. What else could we teach you? Here, check this out. 
<laughs> kidding, Mom. You you thought that I was doing something like that? I definitely wasn't. I was showing you my fanny pack, Mom. Get your mind <laughs> out of the gutter. I have a fanny pack now where I keep a straw so I can drink food. I could drink drinks comfortably. There's really nothing more that we can we can teach you. I suppose you you know how to you know how to do shoes now and fill your fanny pack with liquid so you can drink drinks comfortably. Well, I hope you feel uplifted, Mom. I feel both uplifted and ashamed. You've really, you've really shown us with your shoes and your fanny pack full of juice. All right. Well, I'm going to go with my family that I have now. My family and my house and my great life. So I, I guess I'll never see you again, Mom. You bought the house across <laughs> the street. All right. I love you, Mom. This, I needed to say this for myself. We could see you out the window. Okay. I love you. I'll see you for lunch. But I've learned I've learned this. So, Mom, you better sh- stick a sock in that mouth like I told you to do. I'm leaving. I don't said- even try to... T- I have a power chair now. I don't need you anymore. <laughs> I, I've said nothing cruel to you this entire conversation. <laughs> see a sock in it! Yeah, you're right. Not much happens in that scene, I have to be honest. <laughs> but it was fun to rewatch it. I, I, yeah, yeah, what? Yeah. I, the, the, when he drives away like that at the end, that really means a lot. You know, the the slow turn just really sort of punch punctuates the whole scene. But while we were watching that, I was thinking of uh, a movie that was a lot more action-packed. Uh, do you remember <laughs> when we watched... Rocky Balboa. Oh, God. Yeah. I, I remember was, that film. Right. This is the one where it was a famous uh, famous boxer, right? Yeah. But he had incontinence. Or well, it, it, it's because Stallone keeps insisting on fucking making these Rocky sequels. And so naturally, he's going to get to the point where he has to deal with, you know, the realities of getting old. And, and, and he stages like a, a big event, like a, like a major fight inside of a nursing home. It's, it's <laughs> quite, it's quite disturbing, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, let's just play it. <laughs> I didn't live 80 years to not, to not win this fight. I didn't, I didn't live 80, 88 decades not to take you out in front of this macaroni and cheese, Gladys. Get him! I, I, I'm never going to put me down. I, I, this is, I, I'm here to fight in, in round, but Adrian, my friend, is <laughs> cheering me on. I met a new woman named Adrian, and she's cheering me on. Gladys, take your teeth out and finish him. You just you just call everyone Adrian. Adrian. You just you anyone you see. You're nothing without your glasses. I I don't 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 die. As soon as I have reached you, Rocky. Please, why are you still fighting? This is crazy. You're too old for this. I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it for you. Wait. Wait, am I Rocky? Wait, Who's me? Rocky? I'm Rocky. I'm pretty you're sure I'm Rocky. Rocky. No, Rocky. <laughs> I'm Rocky. I said, Adrian, I gave all the clues. I, I did the voice. I tried to do a voice, you know. Am I not Rocky? <laughs> you're not Rocky. Rocky. I'm Rocky. You're Rocky. Who's Rocky? Wait a second. Who's Rocky? Who's Rocky? All right, let's do a poll. Okay. Uh, Adrian, uh, Gladys with the teeth, uh, uh, Marty McFly. Who cares? Just Ooh. fight. <laughs> all right. Shirts and skins. Here it goes. Is this the body of an Adonis or what? <laughs> What? Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I need, I need some help to getting my shirt off. If, oh wait, or you're gonna do skins? Then I'll keep I'll keep my shirt. I'll keep my shirt. I'll keep, my, I'll keep my shirt That's on. My, that is the name of the. Oh, uh, Adrian. Oh, now uh, the voice. Okay. 
here it comes. Oh, you punched yourself. <laughs> oh, I, um, uh, I have a cataract in my left eye that interferes with some of my vision. Hang on, I'll try to get Oh. I feel I fine. That I feel fine. Oh. That t- I feel totally fine. <laughs> Do we have time for one more, Tony? Well, I got to be honest. Uh, just watching that back, I really wish there were more nursing home fight scenes in movies. <laughs> yeah, right. I hope that that takes off. Uh, I don't know. Should we? Should we do another? Do you? Do you have one that comes to mind? There's. Uh, we actually watched an interesting, uh, introspective, uh, romantic comedy by uh, Michel Gondry. It's a, a subtle sequel. It's called Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Shoes. Do you remember that one? Right. Yeah. Um, it was almost a superpower the way he was able to keep his shoes so clean. But I mean, is it though? Because there are no scuffs or like uh, dirt or really anything on your shoes ever, right? Like even sneakers you've had from 2008 have never really been used. That's true. And it's a superpower. Yeah, yeah. Because you're, you know, sitting all the time. But um, so yeah, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Shoes. It's uh, Jim Carrey and uh, Kate Winslet return and uh, 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 Jim Carrey is wheelchair bound for some reason. Do you remember why? I think he was just a sneakerhead, and he didn't have to be in a wheelchair. He just didn't want to scuff up his new shoes. <laughs> so, so he pretends to be a disabled person to yeah. keep his shoes clean. He sounds like an asshole, Tony. Well, because it's either that or you just keep the shoes on a shelf, right? Right. So okay. he just invested in a wheelchair, and then he gets to rock his kicks in public. That sounds like it would be offensive to any disabled person in the audience, to be honest. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, what's the scene from that film, Tony? Um, well, the scene when he first decides whether he's going to wear his shoes or just sit in a wheelchair and wear them out in public. Uh, like that, that scene was pretty interesting, where he decides... He, he just bought his shoes and then, you know, he's coming home and he's like, do I put these on a shelf, leave them in the plastic, or do I sit in my chair so I can show everyone how they look? Okay. Yeah, let's play that scene. I think, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to pick the chair. Joel, Joel, this is going to offend everyone. Joel, <laughs> listen to your Clemmy. Listen to Clementine. I think I'm you're gonna, gonna. This is gonna be so offensive to everyone. Please, Joel, just wear your sneakers, please. <laughs> I think I'm gonna pick the chair. I didn't, Joel, I, I had a lot of time in that payless. As <laughs> I, I all the time, I, as the the shopkeep went back and kept bringing me shoes that were only two right feet, and then eventually <laughs> I got the the pair that I wanted, which is. But look at these shoes. Look, look at these these I, shoes. I don't know what's happening to us. But these shoes are the only thing I remember, day in and day out. I feel like I'm meeting you for the first time each and every day. But these shoes, I know these shoes have been with me for a while, and I can't, I can't scuff the memory of these shoes. There I- is a guy who is going around with 30 deep with a pack of scary people who are doing bad things to disabled <laughs> people. If you go out there and pretend to be disabled, you're going to get in trouble. Who's, Please, who's for the sake know? of our relationship, who's Walt gonna, Jr. will know. Who's gonna That's know? his name. Who's, who's going to... They're just all going to be focused on my shoes. 
I'm going to go see that doctor again and get my mind erased. I can't deal with this. (laughs) How many times do you think we've had this conversation? I can't even tell you. I know I feel 17, but I know you look in your 60s. So it has to have been a lot of times. <laughs> it's probably a lot of times, right? I got I got Air Jordans dating back to the 80s, and those are like the first print. Yeah, I uh, I am wearing Lisa Frank everything, and I don't think that they make clothes anymore. This is bad. We should really <laughs> deal with that and maybe not have you do this whole thing. It feels offensive, and we have other things to do. Okay, I'll think about it. <laughs> okay. I'll think about it. Hey, I think you shouldn't do the chair. I think I'm going to do the chair. (laughs) Oh, it's awesome how offensive that movie is. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Uh, Totally worth a watch. Oh. Yeah, definitely check that one out. That That was a fantastic movie. Uh, what movie are we going to just, you know, to give viewers an idea, what are we going to watch next week? Uh, so I found one here mm-hmm. and I, I'm a big fan of the original. So I'm hoping this sequel will be really good. Um, you've seen Silence of the Lambs. I have. Yeah. So this is a uh, Silence of the Limbs. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I can't even imagine what's going to happen in this movie, to be honest. (laughs) Me neither. You know, we'll keep the synopsis for next episode. Thank you for listening to Secret Screeners. If you happen to be the Canadian FBI, please disregard this podcast and do not email us. We do not respond to those emails. See you next week. This has been Made Up Talk Show, part of the Let's Hear It Network. Have a podcast or podcast idea and want to get involved? Visit letshearit.network. That's letshearit.network.